Abandon fear and trust yourself Open up to all life's wealth Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intelligence Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast. I'm Bernadette, your host, and we're joined by Angie Gilbert, who's going to interview me and continue on the series um, from her reading my book. But first, let's start with the opening prayer, and then we're just going to jump right in. Heavenly Father, give us the ears to hear the eyes to see and a heart to understand all you wish us to know. Help us co-create a life of love, joy, and compassion for ourselves and others. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Angie. Good afternoon. How are oh, you? I'm, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. So, and my dad is beneath me in my garage right now as I'm recording this. Um, so if you guys hear little bumps, it is my dad working on his car. Nothing I can do about that. <laughs> yeah. So um, the last one we did, and, and all of this interview stuff's coming from Angie reading the book that I wrote that is not released. She's helping me to edit it and asking really good questions. Um, so uh, there's a lot I didn't cover in the book. <laughs> there's things I touched on in the book, um, but because it's my personal memoir, I'm sure there's a lot more questions that come out once you start to, to understand my story and my own experiences. So that's kind of what this podcast is, has become this series um, in helping people understand different elements in their own lives. So some stuff came up that you wanted to talk about and I'll answer as best I can. Okay, thank you. Um, the last time we talked, we talked about the dark night of the soul and the void. Mm -hmm. And then also within your book, you had angels and archangels coming to help you. Yes. And um, you refer to Uriel mm -hmm. and Michael a lot. Yes. Um, with the angels, um, what are the differences? I know that archangels are supposed to be higher and I guess more powerful, mm -hmm. but can you kind of elaborate on it for me? So within, within the um, subtle realms, there's a hierarchy much like we have, right, in our government. <laughs> like if it, it, it's kind of like a pyramid, right? There's, there's, God's at the top of the pyramid and then you have your, you know, you have Jesus and the Holy Spirit and then you have the archangels and then you have angels that come underneath them, the cherubim, the cerebrum. Um, but the archangels are, I like to think of them as the head angels to many other angels. You know, they're the commanders over certain energies and then they have angels under them. And then we all have our own personal guardian angels. So it is just, it's literally a hierarchy. Yeah. That's the only difference. Archangels are more powerful in that they are more the commanders of certain angelic forces. And like the Kabbalah talks about in the Zohar, um, it talks about God putting certain angels in charge of different times of the evening and the day to help in individual um, animals or flowers and plants grow. 
Like it literally talks about it in the Zohar as well as astrology. Like, you know, of course, when I found the Zohar compared to the Bible, I was super excited. I'm like, oh my God, there's a spiritual text that actually discusses astrology. Cool. And <laughs> the stars and what day and what time. And um, so, yeah, they even have certain, certain archangels are overseeing certain days of the week. Um, so of course, if you call on them on certain days or times, um, certainly you're going to have a little more power, but it really doesn't matter. You know, the, the most important thing is that we do in fact call on them because they can't yeah. help without us asking. Okay. So I'm kind of picturing like when I would call my doctor's office after hours and leave a message, it really doesn't matter who's on duty, just call on them and the, somebody will show up. Absolutely. You know, I mean, a lot of people, because throughout the last decade, a lot of people talk about Archangel Michael, Metatron, you know, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael. A lot of people are familiar with those archangels, but there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. And so it doesn't matter which one you call on. Call on the one that you resonate to, but ask them to intervene. You don't even have to name them. You just call on, on divine Holy spirit and ask that the angels be, um, empowered and invoked, like invoke divine protection and, and divine protection that includes whatever tools God has at his disposal, divine tools, the angels, the archangels, your spirit guides, your gar gate guardians. There's all kinds of things going on in subtle realms that we don't know about. So absolutely calling them. You had asked me the other day, which I thought was your cue. What did you say? I can't remember. <laughs> Something about like, is it okay to call on them? Oh, yeah. It's like, how do I know I'm not bothering them or calling them too much type of deal? It's kind of like, oh, her again. What the heck has she gotten into this time? And pass the aspirin. I'm going in. <laughs> so You um, can't call on them too much, you know? But here's the point. Um we need to ask, we need to invoke them. We need, they can't intervene without our permission, without our express permission. They can't interfere with our free will because the one thing that humans were given that angels don't have is free will. So we have free will, which means they can't interfere with us if we don't ask. Right. Right. They're not supposed to the dark ones. That's something different. Um, but anyways, <laughs> They, they, well, I want to ask about them in a minute. It's just yeah. trying to um, understand a little bit more of the good guys, the white hatters, um, <laughs> you know, the ones who come in um, because I've never really, you know, I've prayed, but I've kind of circumnavigated my angels mm -hmm. and trying to learn how to honor them and incorporate them into my life. First, just be aware that they do, in fact, exist. Um, open yourself to communicate with them. Open yourself to have relationship with them. And that's the one thing that, like in my psychic development class that I teach people, developing a, a relationship with spirit or developing a relationship with your guides or, or with the angels, it takes showing up. Like you literally have to set the same time every day to go into communion, to go into fellowship with them. You, you can't expect someone to start a relationship with you, date you, if you're not giving any time to it and you only call when you need something, right? Like and I know when calls. Yeah. Like 
that's, that's not a relationship. That's crisis, right? You need to develop a relationship and, and it's a daily thing. So you need to set aside a certain time every day that you're meditating, that you're, you're speaking to them and you're listening because the important part too is listening. Um, and once you, you are at a certain place you know, I set up in, in meditation, my own sacred space. And, and that is the place where, where I call them into and where I show up in spirit so that it's a safe place. Only light beings can be there. Those who've crossed over that are, are connected to me that are of the light, they can be there as well. But in that space is where the angels come, spirit comes. Not that that's the only time they come because they do come when I need something and they're all there for something different. Archangel Michael to me has always been a warring angel, right? And so many of these quote unquote psychics um, that are channeling Archangel Michael, it's like, it doesn't necessarily work like that. And if you need that kind of backing to justify the messages coming through, honestly, it's ego. You know, I'm sorry to say that because I'm sure someone's, I'm, I'm going to get emails on this one, but truly like, that's why I don't give names to my guides and I don't name out who I'm channeling at any given time because it doesn't matter. Like, I don't need the credibility of Archangel Michael. I'm channeling, you know, Archangel Metatron. I don't need that. I know what I'm channeling and it's pure spirit. So whether it's coming through in the form of Archangel Michael delivering a message or what the rest of it is marketing. <laughs> other, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Like no BS, it's marketing. Like I, I I'm not going to make any, um, make any friends over this one for the communities that are channeling the archangels. But honestly, the archangels don't sit around waiting for a channel to, they actually come and inter, interact with humans and, and they have a job to do, right? And when they can't do that job um, or there's a lesser angel that can handle the working of that energy, that's what happens. What you don't want to do when you're calling on the angels and working with, with um, angel help, you, you don't want to hand your power over. That's not what we're doing. It's never meant to replace, like when you work with the angels, it's never meant to replace your own personal actions. It's not meant to take over for something you can do for yourself. You see what I'm saying? Right. The people that call on the angels and they're like, I need you to deliver me a brand new house. Okay. Are you working? Do you have the credit for that? <laughs> like, that's not, they are not your personal servants. They're not your concierge. Right. They're, right. they're not your Google thing. Like there are spirits and saints and angels that will help you find, like whenever I lose something, I call on St. Francis and to find it, just give me that energy, St. Francis to find it. But I'm the one that gets up and looks for it. I don't expect right. it to drop out of the sky. So I know a lot of people, um, that do the bypassing, spiritual bypassing thing, an emotional bypassing thing, a lot of times we'll just call on the angels and then expect things to be done for them. No, you still have to do the work. You still have to actually study and, and be a good person and you know strive to do better. It's not like they're going to do it all for you. 
But in times of protect, need for protection during spiritual battle, absolutely. Healing on a supernatural level, absolutely. You know, they will do the things to display, and here's the trick, to display the glory and power of God. That is what they're meant to do. Just like that is what we are actually meant to do, is express, experience, display the uh, omnipotent power of God. But they're not meant to do it for us. It's kind of like what I heard is that God has certain things that he has to do. I have certain things I have to do. He's not going to do my stuff and I shouldn't be doing his. Basically, I mean, look, God is an energy. God is right. life force energy. It is not a little man in the sky. No. Like it's not, <laughs> it's this humongous, pulsing, creative life force energy. We are made from that energy. The angels are made from that energy. It has a consciousness that goes beyond anything we can even comprehend. It has a light that goes beyond Anything we can comprehend, the Bible says that no man can look upon the face of God. Right. Because it's so bright, it would literally decimate. You know, yeah. your, your atoms, your cells, your molecules would just, pff, it's, it's too powerful. It'd be like standing and looking at a nuclear blast and expecting not to have that just rip you apart. It's that same yeah. kind of powerful light. Um, so... God, however, is in control of creating the order in all of the cosmos, in all of the earth, in all of humanity, and, and all of the species. So there, while God is the most excellent CEO and manager of the universe, because there's delegated powers, you know, right. there are archangels, and there are angels, and there are gate guardian angels, and there are spirit guides, and there are messenger angels, and there are healing angels. There's a whole other body of healers that most people don't even know exists on the higher planes um, that come with people like me, come and heal. You know, I don't teach people about that unless I'm actually working on them and developing their healing gifts because then they will abuse that. And next thing you know, you know, it's a marketing thing. I'm very careful about what I share. Like people don't realize how much I hold back because I don't want it to be abused and I don't want to see it commercialized because it's not supposed to be, you know? I understand that. Yeah. Last night um, when we were in Charmoy, um, we started talking about internal conversations. Mm -hmm. And that's how I became aware of my angels is by having conversations, at least I hope so, because if not, I have a best load of personalities that I've been talking to for a long time. <laughs> and so, um, inner dialogue. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people were shocked. It's so funny because spirit actually highlighted the fact that one of our students doesn't have internal dialogue. I didn't know that. Um, mm -hmm. but she came on live in our coaching on charm life and spirit said, ask her, if she has internal dialogue, inner dialogue. And I was like, really? Okay. So I just asked just out of curiosity and to make sure that when I was doing tapping with her, that it was going to hit because I, the way that, that it works when I work with people, either in coaching or, or individually, literally spirit will change my language, how I say things, what words I use, 
um, so that someone can hear me. Like the way I talk to, to one person is not going to be the same way I talk to a doctor or a lawyer, right? I'm going to use the language that they use. Even if I'm not used to that language, that is the language that spirit speaks through me to the other person because their ears can hear it. However, someone who is um, not as educated, I can't use the same words that I, or the same descriptions I would use with them with someone who doesn't have an education. I literally have to speak their language, put things in analogies that they can understand. So it's a brilliant part of spirit. But last night, yeah, um, one of the, the students, she didn't, doesn't have an in, internal inner dialogue, which is a weird thing for those of us who have a ton of it. <laughs> like you were saying, you have a committee. Yeah, yeah. There's like a conference table where they all, every side of my ego personality comes and meets and wants to hammer me down. Like meeting with the board of directors that wanted, you know, tell you what to do. So yeah, I get it. So when you were growing up, getting into your book, you were, when you were growing up, you stated that you depended on your angels more than you did the physical people around you because that's where you felt safer. And that's where I felt heard. <laughs> like literally, you know, the adults were too busy ruining their lives or doing whatever they were doing um, to pay attention to us kids. And for me, the angels were just always there. There was always spirits around, good ones. When I was little, thank God they were good ones. Um, but they always protected me and they were always playful with me. You know, I didn't always know that like nobody else could see them. Right. It became evident when my mom was really kind of against the whole thing, but I, I just assumed that everyone else could see them. I spent a lot of time when I was five years old, I spent a lot of time by myself because my, before, um, four and five years old when my sister and brother were in school, like I have memory of four and five years old before that sketchy. Right. Um, I went to Hawaii to live for six months. And so I was alone with a man, my great grandfather who didn't speak English, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and so I was virtually between me and the chickens and his dogs. That was it. Thank God I had the angels to keep me company because it would have been a really scary, lonely place. So yeah, the adults in my life were not exactly present, but the angels always were. They were always around. They were cool. And they and looked they were... like people. Like they didn't have big, you know what I mean? Like they didn't have, they, they didn't come across as having, they just looked like people. Kind of like the guy who showed up to help you move your couch in that one when you were moving. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the story behind that was you were moving into um, an apartment by yourself. Mm -hmm. You had unloaded the entire truck on your own. And finally, it, even the bed, you carried the bed up all by yourself, the mattress and everything. And then finally, yeah. it came to the couch. And the couch broke you. Because yeah. you're like, there's no way this thing I'm is bigger than me. I'm five foot two. Like, people need to understand if they've never seen me and they've only listened to the podcast. I'm five <laughs> foot two. Back then, I weighed maybe 102 pounds, maybe. I was pushing it at about 102. I was teeny tiny at okay. that point. So yeah, I didn't have any help moving 
And at the couch was the last thing I had to come off that little U-Haul. And holy crap. <laughs> I prayed and prayed and prayed. I was like, I can't do it. And I mean, I had been going at it all day by myself. Ooh. And then prayed and and was ready to just kick it, just give up. And this dude just shows up out of freaking nowhere. Out of nowhere, virtually. Mm -hmm. Helped me move the couch and then disappeared again. Didn't see him take off in a car. Never saw him again. So was he real? Was he an angel? I don't know. Be pretty cool if he was actually an angel and no one else saw him but me. And it looked like I was carrying that couch by myself to everybody else. Would that be funny? Oh, too bad they didn't have videos back then. Always so. wondered about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, in your book, you talk a lot about the good angels, mm -hmm. but you also talk about the darkness coming and the void and the demons and, and, and the demons. And then also when you were younger, how you were in the small town and the signs started dripping from everywhere almost, much, um, yeah. or the birds circling the, the, the bats and yes. You know, there were different signs that were beginning to emanate as you were reading the Bible and finding your good force. The, you were finding that other things were awakening around you because, you know, the balance structure, you're bringing in the good and the evil that was going on is suddenly going, whoa, wait a second, we got another energy pulse coming on here. And how that started to build with you. and. Um, how you started to actually wake up yes, as an adult to your power and yes. um, kind of getting the, um, your life now almost kick-started back then. It was, that was my spiritual initiation. Um, I was 20, 25, 26 years old. So it was um, a bit unexpected. I mean, I always had gifts. Right. I, I knew that I didn't want them. I didn't want, because anything to do with my gifts was seen in the church as demonic, right? evil, you know, we just didn't talk about it. And at that time we were involved, me and my ex were involved with the church of God or assembly of God, which is pretty much the same thing as the church of God. Very evangelical. Yeah. Conservative, hyper Christian. So yeah, I mean, they had a problem with me wearing makeup. They had a problem with me not wearing nylons. Could you imagine if they knew? Yeah. And then they did find out and they kicked me out of the church. So um, that was a scary time. It was, a, it was scary. It was eye-opening. And it put me on hyperdrive when it came to learning. But then bad things came out of that time period we left eastern washington came back to western washington bad things happened in in my life i talk about in the book the story about my daughter and then i ran for a couple of years i was like screw you guys like i want nothing to do it like i was full board full on with my gifts full on learning and studying listening to the angels like having visions that are just out of this world and then that happened and i just couldn't I was so angry at God. I was so angry at like, why would you let this happen? And um, yeah, 
it was horrible. So I did run for a few years and then finally I got desperate enough that I, my life was over. Like I couldn't handle it on my own. Things got okay. so dark. I couldn't handle it on my own. And I, I called back to God and I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Help me. I will never understand this. Maybe. I don't know, but I doubt it. Um, help me. And then they're like, all right, let's go again. And the studying and the the weird materials showing up and all of these different things. That's when that, that angel book showed up um, and just all kinds of strange things. And, and my initiation continued and my growth continued and yeah. And then my mediumship abilities opened up wide open. And one thing that was really evident to me is that, you did not get your spirituality from an organized religion. No. That no, was actually not. some no. of the places that you actually ran into the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Because every time I ask a question, show me in the Bible where it says this. Show me in the Bible where it says that. Like anytime I'd ask a question, they tell me I didn't need to know. Or, you know, it's assumed. And it's like, but I don't want it to be assumed. Like, show me where it says this. Show me what that means. Show me. And see, I prayed, prayed, and prayed back then to my angels and my guides. And I was like, I want a teacher. You just give me a teacher. And they said, we don't want you to have a teacher. We don't want you tainted. So we're going to teach you. We're going to walk you through it. And you will have visions untold. Like, and I did. And so, and it was scary to trust that too. And to, to go on the solo journey away from everybody and, and popular opinion and mainstream and my family and what they were doing. It was hard and scary to go through that. But once I committed to going in that direction, man, all kinds of things opened up for me. I guess one of the questions I want to ask is how did you know the difference between the good and the bad energies or the good and bad angels or I, I, don't know if you want to call them demons. Um, there are demons. Honestly, there are dark spirits. They were angels once. They fell. They became demons. Um, workers of darkness and evil. Um, it's a feeling. But you can't always tell by the feeling. Because I'll tell you, when I was younger, I, I did think that one of them was actually good. But there's always a niggling like, something's up with this one. Something's up. And it's subtle. It was subtle, you know, but when you start to do things every time now, when I ask, when I check in with, you know, this always, mm -hmm. who do you serve? <laughs> do oh, you, that's okay. do you serve Jesus Christ? And if they say yes, then I'm good. All right. We're game. Say his name. Okay. Just say his name. That's all I want. Just, can you say the name of Jesus Christ? And if they can, all right, cool. If they won't, or they can't, then you're out. Like, don't come back and bother me. If you can't say that name, yeah, no. That's the quickest way for, for people um, to recognize. Yeah. So they, they if, um, when you invoke the name of Jesus and you ask them to respond saying the same. Yeah. If they are not they can't. of his realm, they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't. Like if they, do, if, if, because the name of Jesus holds so much light, it has so much authority um, that, yeah, they won't repeat that name. They'll say Jesus. They won't say Jesus Christ. Got to be the whole thing. Ah, yeah. okay. That's good to know.
Yeah. When I'm kind of getting back into the um, podcast from last week, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're in the dark night of the soul and or the void, your vibrations are really low during that time period. They can be. Yes. And um, kind of reading your book, I got the feeling that when your vibrations are low or at their lowest, that's when you're the most susceptible. Absolutely. Yeah. And part of the thing, like, you know, when we're at our lowest, we cry out to God, I need your help. Right. But our vibration is so low. It's not that God's not paying attention or the angels aren't trying to get messages through to us. But the way that it works, like we have to raise our vibration up to a certain level and then they come down to a certain level vibration wise to match. And then we can have a conversation. Um, But they can't come all the way, you know, they can in certain cases, but not when we are at that place of depression, like we've dropped way low in our vibration. We just can't hear them. We just can't. We're not on that same frequency. It's like trying to hear 101.5 on the radio when you've got it tuned to 97.5. It's still playing on on that other station. You just can't hear it because you're tuned to a totally, totally other end of the radio, like the dial. Um, So it's the same thing. Yeah. And, and that's when, if you can even pull off the smallest bit of gratitude for what you have already, what you have working, even if it's just you have eyesight, my fingers work, my toes work. If that's all you can pull off, it's better than just complaining and bitching about everything that's going wrong or everything that you, you don't have, right? Or playing so, with the shame. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So there's just that place where we really have to be aware of, you know, what, what energy vibration emotionally we're putting out. And then it has to be consistent for us to be able to make that connection. It has to be a higher, higher frequency consistently. You can't just all of a sudden go, Oh, I'm so happy, you know, for five minutes. Now, where is God? You got to hold it. You got to keep holding it. One of the questions too that um, Sonia asked about that we were talking about last episode was how I'd said when I dropped into depression, there were times when that depression actually took on a form, like a spirit of its own. Right. And she was asking about that, like, um, does that happen? And yes, it does. If it is, if, if the depression, you get a t- like a hit from a negative entity during the depression and that negative energy is now feeding off of your fear, feeding off of your sadness, feeding off of your anger and your unforgiveness, it will start to talk to you and tell you, put ideas into your head. Go ahead, kill yourself. Go ahead, take, take vengeance against this person, right? Yes, right. absolutely. That does happen. And it can be more than one entity and when that starts happening you need to recognize like holy crap that's not even just my depression talking that's like a whole other thing talking so it's um not just a feeling but also the negative actions Mm -hmm. that can come forth yeah well and those are those are attachments right those are that's that's entity attachments not a possession but that can happen too not saying it can (laughs) 
I've seen it. <laughs> but the attachments, literally, it, it's just an entity that has attached itself to you and is constantly in your ear. Putting, putting thoughts, putting ideas, putting, you know, putting things into your head that wouldn't normally be there. And because you're a low vibration, guess what you're a match to? Those ah. entities. Not the angels. You're, you're more a match to that stuff. So, yeah. So that's why, um, kind of like doing random acts of kindness, the gratitude, um, actual, praying for others. Praying for, it's um, trying to live a better life to get to the better life. Does so, yeah, one of the things that I finally that turned it all around for me in my twenties is when I. St- stopped caring so much about what I got or what I didn't get from others. When I stopped thinking about how other people were treating me mm-hmm. or how they weren't treating me. When I got out of that focus and turned my whole focus to how can I be in service? How can I love? How can I give? How can I show up today? And who can I show up for? The more I did that, the more my entire life turned around. Like the more good things came to me right? Like whatever we put out comes back to us, multiply, not always from the source at which we gave it. Like say I do something nice for you, Angie, and just out of kindness and service, maybe I don't get paid back the same energy from you, but I get it from 10 other people over here, right? So that's how that works. Like it doesn't have to come from the same person. We as humans think, well, I gave my partner this and I gave my partner. They don't give it back to me. You know how many things I've done for my family, my kids? They never yeah. give it back, but I get it back from all over the place. Get it back from the cat. I get it back from the dog. Get it back. You know, you get it back from the goats, from the chickens. I mean, you, you know, from the dang eagle that was sitting in the telephone pole today, right? Like, you get it back. But in order to have what we say we want and what we're missing, we actually need to give that. Nobody's ever nice to me. Then go be nice to somebody. Because if you're nice to somebody, it comes back to you multiplied. Nobody loves me. Well, then go love somebody. That's it. It might not be instantaneous, but it will appear. It will appear. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the reasons I have such great parking karma is because I'm never in a big rush. I call it before I get there. Long before I get to my location, I'm like, I'm calling parking karma right now. So y'all need to get to work at rearranging things. But I also, if I did this just the other day, so funny, I found a spot close to where we were going and I wanted it. And then I was like, someone else was coming from the opposite direction. So I, I just had this feeling, just give them the spot. They're older than you. Just give them the spot. So I just, you know, motioned to the lady, take the spot. And she did. And just as she pulled in and then I pulled behind her to keep going down the aisle, a car, like four spots closer, opened up. And that was mine. Yeah. But so I'm constantly like, just go ahead and give it to somebody else. You'll get something better. And the other thing that I've learned along the way, it was one of the things that helped turn me around is I had to believe in the miracles happening before I, they would happen. Does that well, make sense? Well, that's what faith is, believing in what you can't see. 
Like faith is right. the act of believing what before it happens. It's not believe it and you'll see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you'll see it and then you can believe it. It's believe it and then you'll see it. That's the way it's meant to be. That's faith, right? Right, but that's so simple that for a long time, I actually overrode just that simple phrase. Yeah. I had to. I've been seeing a lot of posts lately on Facebook, which is a big, huge misunderstanding. I've been seeing a lot of posts on Facebook. um, And I heard someone say this in a, in a live stream the other day that like, you shouldn't have expectations. um, Because if you don't, then you'll never be disappointed. Mm. One of the laws that I teach in charm life is the law of expectation. And while you can say that, like, if you have no expectation, you'll never be disappointed you're already expecting to be disappointed. You're working from a place of lack when you have no expectations. I always expect everything is always working out for me. And I always expect the best things are coming. The best things are happening to me. Everything's supported in my highest good. If I didn't have that expectation because I'm afraid of being disappointed or afraid, I'm operating an ego. And then good things and miracles can't happen. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, why are you going to have no expectation, but then you're going to say a prayer? It doesn't even make sense to me. Like, if you don't expect it to be answered, why even bother? Because you don't want to be disappointed. That's lack. That's not, that's not living from a place of abundance and faith. It's not the hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Right. No, just hope for the best and know that the best is coming. The best for you at this time. Maybe it's not all of your wishes and dreams at that moment, but you know, thank God that not every single thought that crosses our mind and things that we say we want come to pass right then, because if they did, could you imagine it would be like Jumanji every day on the planet? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Bruce Almighty. <laughs> or yeah, Bruce Almighty. I mean, honestly, like it's not that difficult to, to understand it, I guess, but I think we get carried away in this, this, I don't know why that thought that belief systems making rounds on, on social media and why people are actually um, talking about it. You just have no expectation. Really? Like spirit told me, if you expect nothing, you get nothing. Expect good things. You're going to get good things. So I started to expect good things. And when something comes along that I don't necessarily like or approve of, I will look at it and go, all right, this is here to teach me something. It's a blessing or it's a lesson or it's a lesson and a blessing. I don't know which, maybe it's both, but cool for my highest good. Might take me me, 10 years to figure that out, but I don't know, you know, go ahead. Well, for me, it's um, pain, trying to avoid pain, even though pain is there to help me to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times where I try and avoid it instead of look at it as the blessing that it is. I know there's things called growing pains, yes. but there's also things as growing. So, um, there's been a, a long time that I would try and actually avoid the pain. Lots of people try that. Of course, my dog is going to decide to bark. My dad just took her drive. Um, <laughs> lots of people try to avoid pain. That's what the use of drugs and alcohol is about. That's what spiritual bypassing is about. And I want to touch the, the shadow aspects. I don't want to have to look at the scary things. That, you know. And that's not realistic. We, we're here to embrace all of it. 
the good, the bad, the ugly, like embrace all of it, experience all of it, allow all of it. If you try to avoid stuff, you're shutting down parts of your essence and your truth, and you're not learning from the, the very things. If there's pain, that's just a signal that something's out of alignment. Fix it. Heal it. You know, understand it. That's all pain really is. And then ask the angels to help guide you through it, I guess. You can ask the angels to help guide you through it, give you clarity, you know, yeah. um, ease your suffering, help you see. This is why I always say that prayer. Give you eyes to see, spiritual eyes to see what this is all about. Spiritual ears to hear the messages from the other side that are there to support us. And the big one, the heart to understand what God wants us to know, not what we think in our analytical minds. The analytical mind, the ego shuts down that connection. And I'm not saying that the things that spirit has to say aren't absolutely brilliant. They are. <laughs> it's ordered. But it isn't about you trying to create that brilliance. It just comes through. It's channeled. It's there. It's available. And you tapping repeat that. that. <laughs> repeat that. that. That's the good stuff right there. So it, it, it isn't about us using our mental faculties, our brains, our intelligence, our book smarts, right? It, mm -hmm. it is about just getting out of the way so that we can tap into that wisdom and that knowledge that goes far beyond our own understanding, comprehension, or even level of study. When we tap that, that's the divine. And all we have to do is get the heck out of the way. It isn't about using our minds. We have to use our intuition, which is the other side of our brains from what we've been trained to use. We've, we've been trained to analyze data. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. Stop the analyzing and let spirit channel it through. Because that's, that's where the brilliance is. That consciousness stream from the divine, everything you could ever want to know already exists there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's like with your book, when you and Uriel were working against the darkness and you're helping everybody over to heaven, and then you guys finally got over there. And um, when you get over there, how things opened up to you. But you had to cross over the turnstile. You had to invoke your spirit, your energies to cross away from the darkness and to get into heaven. With what's tapping into. I didn't even care about any of that for myself. That was the funny thing in that vision. Um, and, and that went on for a while that kept repeating, but in that vision, when, when I was, we were all running towards the turnstiles to be counted and the, mm -hmm. the wall of darkness was coming. Um, I didn't care about me. It didn't matter. <laughs> it only mattered that I could get as many people over to the other side into the light. Right. Like I didn't care about me. And somehow as the darkness hit, hit right up against the turnstiles, I was just there with everybody else in the light, but I wasn't concerned with me. 
Like it wasn't about, it was about get everybody as many people as you can into the light before the dark devoured them. So essentially you were channeling once again, the positive energy through, I guess. And oh, well, I'm trying to also understand it in real life as well in connecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so essentially for me right now, I would need to be showing up every day, asking for the guidance, accepting it, um, and then going and acting. Well, I want to say act as if, but that isn't, it is not, not acting as if it's acting as it is. And as it is done, meaning, right. so you want to create something in your life, you want healing, you want whatever. You imagine that it's already done. You go and you pray and you say thank you. Affirmative prayer is thanking for asking for what you want and saying thank you. I know it's done. Because the Bible says anything you ask in my name, it's done. Okay, cool. That's it. Then I'm asking. <laughs> Bring me healing for this, 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 and this. Thank you. Amen literally means, and so it is. Right? Like, so it is. It's done. Oh, I always thought it meant the end. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, it is the awesome. end. It means it's done. It's been delivered. So you don't just carry on beyond that. Ask, say thank you, affirmative prayer. Thank you that it's done. It's, it doesn't matter how it gets done. That's not up to you. And that's mm -hmm. where people get hung up in their manifesting is like, well, you know, they keep thinking, well, what do I have to do? You'll be led. The whole, you need to stay in alignment with spirit. All you need to do is be a good person, you know, be the best version of you you can be, stay in communion, be of service, stay in that place of fellowship with God and the angels daily, meditate, take care of yourself, raise your vibration up, be grateful, and you'll be led. And don't worry about the darkness coming in behind. It, that will be taking care of itself. If anyone wants, I mean, you know, the quickest way to get rid of darkness is mm -hmm. love. Quickest way to defeat a demon is love. Flood, flood all of it with love. Flood your fears with love. Flood your enemies with love. Flood anything you're afraid of with love. There's no possible way for that energy to remain. It's a lesser energy. Love is the light that like overtakes everything. Love is the stronger energy, the strongest energy. And all that that means really is that your heart is expanded and you're, you're accepting and standing in the perfection of everything being what it's meant to be. It is already perfect. That appreciation, that peace, that joy, that acceptance, that's love. So stay there. <laughs> I know I make it sound so simple. Yeah, easier said than done. <laughs> the trick is the real the the way you get there is to work on yourself, to heal your your past, to face your fears, to clear your fears, to release the anger, to release the victimization, release the trauma, you know, release the addictions, take action in in a way that demonstrates your faith, right? Like I I know that I'm going to be given back to, so I'm just going to give give give. Right? I know that the more kind I am, it's coming back, right? Even if someone's rude to me, that's okay. It's a numbers game. I'm nice to 10 people, 
one person's rude to me, 20 people behind them, they'll be nice to me. You know, this is the way that it works, but you can't just give up. Well, see, I was nice. And then someone treated me like crap. I'm never going to be nice again. Okay. That's great. Now you're punishing yourself. You're not punishing God. You're punishing you and the rest of mankind. And it, it is that consistency. You have to consistently hold that higher vibration. Also, um, for me, it's the resentments. And um, one of the things that I had to get out of was vengeance. Vindictive. And um, just give it over and um, allow that work to be done and not to say that they hurt me. It's, you know, I'm a better person and people can't hurt you without your permission there you go honestly and anger the reality is this even in close relationships anger when left alone this is something spirit taught me back in my 20s when anger is left alone not acted upon and not continually sort of fed it returns to love Think one more time that. Anger, when left alone and not acted upon or focused upon, returns to love. You cannot be angry with someone or hate them if you didn't first love them. Right. You would just be indifferent. Right? So really, if you leave anger alone and hatred alone and you don't act upon it and you don't, you don't focus upon it and make it grow and feed it, it will return to love. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But we focus on it. I'm so pissed off. Blah, blah, blah. Now you're feeding it. You're making it grow. Leave it alone. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. Don't stew in it. And it will eventually return to love. You'll no longer be angry because we're never angry for the reason we think either. We always think we're angry over one thing and really it's not. We're angry at ourselves usually. Disappointed in fear? ourselves. Well, no, sometimes it, it's it's anger at ourselves, judgment of ourselves. We get angry at ourselves when we're not perfect. Should have mm -hmm. seen it coming, you know. You would have missed mm -hmm. the experience. You know, I, we have this resentment towards experiencing anything but rainbows and sunshine and unicorns, and and it, that's just stupid. Like that's not realistic. Third dimension's a heavy duty dimension. And so we have to expect all of the spectrum from the lower vibration to the mediocre ones to the higher vibration. We have to expect the entire spectrum. And we should want that. Who wants to live in a bland society where we all look the same, we all feel the same, every day is the same? None of us want that. You wouldn't grow. And where would free will be? Exactly. Yeah. So this is all exciting. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's stressful too sometimes, but it is, you know, when you get there and you understand, yeah, at least you get to have the experience. You get, you get to see yourself in all of the range of experience too. I've seen myself and experienced myself crazy, distraught on the floor without spirit and without God. And I've seen myself crazy, distraught, on the floor with God. You know which one's better? The one the with party. God. Yeah. 
because then the crazy doesn't last as long. The distraught doesn't last as long. Do I still get those moments? Yeah, I'm human. My yeah. ego gets snagged just like everybody else's. But I recover and rebound quicker when I re and I recognize it quicker that that's exactly what's happening. When I was younger, I didn't recognize that that's what was happening. It was happening to me. Oh, my God. Such a cruel world that's happening to me. You know, if there's one thing I can teach kids, like if I could go back and, and really teach myself what I know now, okay. back when I was first going through my spiritual initiation, it would be that. Like, this is all just learning stuff, hon. You'd be bored if you didn't have all of these different experiences. So stop being resentful. Embrace them. Enjoy them. And when you're tired of them, stop participating in them and they'll just disappear. So. I know. So all we have to do is stop participating. And I don't mean ignorance. I mean, don't react and don't respond. Just sit. Don't participate. Then it gets for help. Yeah. Ask for help. Yeah. Divine intervention's amazing because things just magically unfold. You know, but the thing is, is when you are led by spirit, that also means that you are in service to spirit and to others. That's the part people don't get like, oh, you know, so I can get all these things. It's not really what it's about. <laughs> the no. things are a bonus. Having that guidance and having that clarity and knowing things that you shouldn't know and always being at the right place at the right time, being protected from things that you can't even see coming. That's where the blessing is. But it also means you do what you're told. Like, you know, in 1999, 2000, I was told, move to Colorado. Time to go. You know, give up your life in California, my happy life. And I packed it all in. And I left and went somewhere I didn't know a soul. So it's that kind of service, too, and that kind of dedication. I didn't get here by not paying my dues. I paid my dues and I went through it multiple times of starting over and being willing to let go of all of my worldly attachments and all of my relationships, you know, material things, letting them go and starting over and knowing that will all be replaced. But you can never replace the connection you have with spirit. So that's a way higher price to me now. One of the things that has drawn me to you um, has been revealed through the book is all the stuff that you went through. And I'm going, aha, I went through that as well. Um, we have so many things that line up. It was just kind of like there were a times lot of I people, actually had to walk away. So. A lot of people that have heard different parts of my story have said that. Like, yeah, I went through that too. You know, and I swear there was a few years back well it's quite a few years back when I'm working in this job you know for the longest time when I was younger I was like why is this happening to me why the question always when something something broke my heart when something shocked me when something hurt me why is this happening to me you know never really understanding but now looking back Thank God all that happened. Thank God I had so many relationships that didn't work out. Thank God I experienced so much tragedy and drama and trauma in my life. Because of it, nothing shakes me. When someone tells me something they're going through or they went through, it doesn't like freak me out because I've already been there and I'm on the other side of it, right? Right. 
So yeah, I am grateful now. Now I understand if it wasn't for going through all of those things in my life a lot in a very short time, I wouldn't be able to help the amount of people that I can help. I wouldn't, you know, and, and I wouldn't have the, the tools, but because I went through all of that, I had to come up with tools to deal with all of it. And I had to study and thank God for all of it now, because otherwise I'd be singing, writing songs still. Which was a, I've heard you sing and your song and that's not a bad way to go either, but I'm but grateful. It wasn't, that, it was, you, that was serving me, not the many. <laughs> that was entertainment. Uh, this is different. <laughs> like, I was going to say, I'm grateful that you went this direction because you're here yeah. to help me. And I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's all good, you know, but when you're going through it, you think, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why is this mm -hmm. keep happening to me? There's always those questions for me. But yeah, no. It's, and it's, and the other part is, is it doesn't have, have to happen to you unless you allow it, right? Well, there are things that happen to us that we, I mean, we're allowing it on a higher level. We just aren't conscious of the fact that we're allowing it, right? Like when, when I first realized that I was allowing all of this, it was like, how the hell, why would I allow that to happen? You exactly. agreed to it. You agreed to have these experiences so that you could be, you know, the, the forerunner, that you could be the one that breaks through it this way so that you could help others go through the healing that way. But, you know, when you're going through it, no, nobody could tell you that. Nobody could tell me that back then. There's a reason for this. The, the pastor that I worked with that tried to help me is like, you know, we, God works in mysterious ways. I'm like, that's a load of crap. I was pissed. Like, that's not what I wanted to hear, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, that's just a load of BS. Why? Why would, why would God want to hurt children? Why would God, you know? And he didn't have those answers because based on religion and his, his religion, he couldn't answer those questions. Those were the pat answers that they were taught. Mm -hmm. Now that I have a fuller understanding of why these things happen, I get it. I get the past life thing. I get that I, you know, I have a job to do and I came in as a teacher and I came in as, as a light worker and I came in as a healer. And the only way to actually be able to get to my gifts was to go through those things and need have a demand for them in my own life and then open those gifts to heal myself and then heal others, but, um, help heal others because I don't ever do the healing. You know, I direct energy and I'm, I'm a channel for whatever spirit wants to bring through, but I'm not responsible for somebody healing or not healing. It's entirely up to them. Wow. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's just my take on it. Anyways. <laughs> I hope we cleared it up from the last episode. Um, if you all have questions, send them in. Um, you can send them to BernadetteGoldaComcast.net. You can join me on Facebook at FearSlayerBernadette or Instagram at FearSlayerBernadette, um, Bernadette Gold on YouTube, and submit your questions there however you want. You know, there's still more to write in the book. It's not done yet. And like I said, Angie's helping me by reading it and editing it and rearranging it and, and whatnot. Um, but there's, we're not even really getting into the stories. We're, we're getting into the answers to some of the questions that came out of the book, um, for her reading it. 
And now she's just started Charm Life. So there's this whole other layer of teachings that she's going to be receiving um, mm -hmm. and tools and stuff. So this is going to be fun, but we want to answer your questions right now. And, and, you know, I want to make sure that everyone that's listening to these episodes is getting what they need from them. You know, it's, it's exciting for me to be able to do this. And I'm blown away. I'm so grateful to be here and doing it. Thank you. I'm grateful for you too. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Why did he have to pull me away from Washington before this happened? <laughs> I wasn't even here when that happened. So I don't know. It's it doesn't even so matter. I mean, you know, the, the world we live in right now, you can live anywhere and talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Like Julie, my co-host on here, which we haven't done a podcast together in a while, which we will, you guys, I promise. Um, she's in Australia. We've never met in person, but we know that we're going to end up working together in person and co-facilitating some things together because our energy works and blends so well together. So that excites me as well. But the world we live in, it's just, you don't have to live in the same state anymore. No. You know, instantaneous. It just, our world just opened up. I would have never, never met you probably if it wasn't for the internet. Exactly. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, so. how cool is that? Yeah. It just, I just shake my head all the time. Like I love God's sense of humor. <laughs> if kids even realize and understood what life was like before cell phones and the internet, like, oh, man. The, the tick tap of the typewriter, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and actual rotary dial phones before call waiting where you got yelled at because you were on the phone the entire day after school and your parents couldn't get through and they wanted you to do chores <laughs> they have no idea you know nowadays you can't get through to someone you text them you can't get through to them there you you facebook message them like in, insane how much communication we have available to us where just 20 years ago we did not we didn't have all of this no you know, 25 years ago so Thanks for listening and thanks, Angie, for being here. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. If you have any ideas for topics, feel free to reach out. We'll see you in the next episode. Abandon fear and trust yourself. Open up to all life's wealth. Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intelligence.